Hello and welcome to another edition of The Gist. I'm your host, Chris Vetrano, here breaking down everything happening in pop culture and entertainment week over week. Um, Guys, I am still basically shaking over last week's Elisa Donovan interview. Um, If you haven't heard it, it was a a dream come true of mine. I got to interview the star of one of the stars of Clueless about her iconic role as Amber. We talked about her fashions. We talked about her iconic lines. We talked about uh, Elisa's time on Beverly Hills 90210 as Valerie Malone's best friend, Ginger LaMonica. And then we got to really t- share some personal stories about the loss of our parents. And we had just an incredible conversation. And, um, it was such a dream come true that I'm still just, I'm not fully recovered from it. It was, it was amazing. So if you haven't checked it out, definitely go and give that uh, episode a listen because uh, like I said, dream come true. She was so wonderful and you definitely should get her book. Wake me when you leave uh, because it is uh, it's, it's super. uh, She just does an incredible job at describing the grief process. And so check that out. Um, But because I did the interview on Thursday for our normal Thursday episode, and then I have another interview coming this week on Thursday, you know, I just, we're, we're getting into this groove now where I've got special guests coming on Thursdays, but I know that you guys have been asking me to cover more of the Bravo shows and, and talk more about my take on Housewives. And so it's not fitting into the Thursday episode. So we're kind of going into this two two episode a week schedule. I'm I'm not promising that we can maintain this, but but on Mondays I'm going to try to drop our Bravo breakdowns, all the things happening in the Bravo universe, and then on Thursdays those will be our regular uh, sort of episodes where we'll talk about pop culture items of the past, present, um, potentially the future. Who knows? We're um, what, what we're going to cover there. But, uh, and that's where we'll have special guests. We'll have, you know, fun things to kind of go through, but, but our Monday episodes hopefully will be short and sweet. And we'll just kind of cover all the Bravo uh, uh, shows that are happening from the previous week. And then that way you, you and I can kind of talk about this stuff on, in our communities and in our comment sections and my DMS, you know, where you guys are sharing your thoughts on these things. We can keep that conversation going. So um, so let's get started, right? Let's. Uh, it was a busy week on Bravo. Lots of. I feel like there's a lot of shows right now. Um, but you know, the more that Bravo is kind of like becoming center stage in our entertainment and pop culture universe, they just keep delivering good good content. And so, um, so I'm going to just break it down. So we're going to start at the top. Um, so last week we uh, uh, talked about the premiere of Summer House. So now we're into episode two. Uh, the Kyle and Carl drama continues to unfold. Uh, Lover Boy, Kyle's company, is taking center stage in that drama. Carl feels like he's underappreciated, deserves more money. Kyle is, you know, we're seeing some things play out in Kyle's life where Carl has potentially um, gotten to a place where he, uh, or where Carl has kind of dropped some balls. They lost uh, some clients over it. Uh, Kyle feels like Carl's not really showing up to work. And then obviously their friendship is taking like a real hit as a result of this as well. And so, you know, it's, it's sad to see these two sort of in this place. Um, we obviously know because it's uh, since come out that Carl has now since lo- left Loverboy. So we know that that, you know, is the final outcome of this, but we're watching sort of all of this play out. And, you know, I... I thought that there was um, 
unfortunately, so Carl and Lindsay didn't come to the house this week uh, because they had a, I guess, a wedding that was out of town. And so I, I definitely understand Kyle's perspective on where he's feeling like his business needs to become needs to come first. Carl, if he's an employee, he needs to show up and do his job. And he doesn't feel like Carl's doing that. And so I feel like I'm team Kyle, like in terms of what the actual issue is. Now I'm not team Kyle on how he handled it though. Um, So, you know, obviously it was brewing throughout the the episode and then, you know, it kind of ends with this, with this dinner um, of everyone that was there that weekend um, which, by the way, uh, this is a side note, but have you guys noticed that this season it's like a lot of girls? I, which you know, is fine, but I, I'm like, wow, there are so many women on the cast now, and and the men have really taken a back seat. Like, where is Andrea? Like, let's get him back on our television screens, please. Loved him. I mean, they're talking about him, but apparently he can't film. You know, we we obviously know like Luke's not around much, and Jason has is not going to be on Summer House. So it's like, where are our guys? And now we're just sort of with these with the all these girls that are on the cast, and it's like kind of becoming. I mean, I was trying to think like at that dinner, I'm like Kyle's kind of the this lonely guy at this dinner. Um, I mean, I know that there's the new guy, Chris, which I honestly keep forgetting about. Um, he's not, I don't know how he made it as a cast member. I feel like he's, um, oh God, what was that guy's name? The boring one that used to just like talk about how much he lifted, um, and how he didn't drink. I keep wanting to say his name's Gabe, but I know it's not Gabe, but it, the guy from last year that I can't remember, I feel like they've just replaced them and they literally could have been the same person for all I know, because I don't, I find them both equally as boring and bringing nothing to the series. So, um, so yeah, so Kyle's kind of our like lead guy that's like in the episode this week, but then he, the way he handles the the drama with Carl and starts talking to folks at dinner about the drama and some of the things he was saying, you know, about like Carl showing up to work high on cocaine and forgetting his laptop and you know, this, this is messy. This is dirty. This is not stuff that we should be talking about. Um, probably not when some that person's not there, but also like if this is your best friend and you're putting this stuff out on camera, you're really like, you're going for it hard. Um, you know, Danielle has entered the house, which I love Danielle. I'm a huge Danielle stan. I think she brings so much to the, so much to the cast. And I'm glad that like Bravo is finally seeing that she's kind of our one of our lead girls and needs to be because she was kind of um, a side player for a number of years. And I think that she brings a lot. Um, but she obviously friends with best friends with Lindsay, at least at this point in filming. We also know from the trailer that that falls out. But she, you know, is a very, very close friend of Lindsay and Carl's. And she will, she's a ride, ride or die bitch. Like she will stand up for her friends. And that was like very clear at this dinner. She overheard Kyle saying these things. Her blood was boiling. She was getting real upset. And when Kyle uh, went and sat on the on the side of the table that she was, she was like, don't engage me. I'm not in a good place to do this. He was not picking up on that. And she, you know, lost, lost her temper. Um, and, you know, said that, you know, that she, she was like, don't talk about Carl when I can hear everything you're saying. And, you know, that started a fight and uh, Kyle says 
that Carl was unhirable for four years, which probably is true because if if you think back on the previous seasons, Carl was sort of like in and out of jobs a lot. And so it it was clear that like Carl was struggling with sort of keeping his professional life at bay with some of his like maybe crazy party partying ways and things was definitely his priority back in the day. So, you know, for him to say I hired Kai or I, I hired Carl because he was unhirable for four years and gave him this opportunity you know, I understand that like Kyle feels a sense of, you know, like that he should be appreciated more for doing that for Carl. And I, and I think that that's probably true. Carl probably should, you know, appreciate him in that respect, but you know, two friends working together in this capacity is like probably never a really good, uh, never really a good thing, but you know, Danielle is back. She is because being such a loyal friend. And so seeing this play out, I can't imagine what Carl and Lindsay were thinking watching this week's episode, knowing that they have like fully fallen out, that they don't speak anymore. And them seeing her go to bat for them so hard, it that must have been tough. Um, uh, also back this week, joining the house, Ciara, uh, Ciara is, is back. She, you know, her and Paige now can like share a bed and, and and that's the other thing. Like this this year on Summer House, I feel like we're just in bed a lot. There's like a lot of talk about where everyone's gonna sleep and not enough talk about like what they're gonna do. I'm not seeing a lot of action happening. I'm seeing a lot of like early nights, seeing a lot of like them going to dinner and then going to bed. And you know, look, that's what I do too. I I'm not having wild, crazy nights anymore, but that's not what I signed up for when I watched the show, Bravo. Like, hello, give us something to watch. And so I am I am worried. I said last week um, with the Vanderpump Rules sort of reboot that they've done um, is that the these cast members on Summer House are getting older and like we're just not getting like their crazy party ways anymore. And we're starting to see their them adulting. And I think that we're going to have to lean more into them as a cast of adults and like see more of their real real stuff play out versus like these parties and these wild like weekends that we used to watch um, play out uh, in the previous seasons. And so, so, so that's kind of what's happening on summer house, obviously uh, more to come. I'm sure that this conversation between uh, Kyle and Carl is going to continue to uh, ruffle feathers among the house. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to see what kind of happens because I do hope that we're going to get somewhere this season, but I, I think that we need to like, push things along. We need to just like get to it because it's, it's feeling a little uh, drawn out in those first two episodes. So next up this week we had, um, well, I guess let's, let's jump to Vanderpump rules before we get into the housewives Vanderpump rules. I, I thought it was another like good episode. There's not like a lot that I'm going to say about this, this week's because I said it last week, um, in the previous weeks, like I'm really digging the way in which like we're really focusing on the real things that are happening. Like, you know, they're talking about Sheena's podcast and what Tom said on the podcast. And like in the previous years, Bravo was so worried about like all of this stuff that was happening off camera that we never really got to see, you know, we never saw the storylines play out of like people getting pissed at the other characters because of something that they said in an interview or that they said in the press and like they would always sugarcoat it and make it about something that it wasn't. And they do that on the housewives too. It's like, you're mad because that person 
didn't invite you to a party because where they're filming and you're upset about that because you feel like you're being like taken out of the show in some kind of way. And like, instead of just acknowledging that and that that's the real reason we're having a fight, it was always like veiled in some other, you know, thing that we were fighting about. And I, so I I like that we're doing that on Vanderpump Rules. I think, um, you know, obviously, uh, uh, Tom and Sheena recorded for Sheena's podcast, which I she I knew that it was called Shenanigans, but I never picked up on until this week that it's like Sheena, like Shenanigans. And maybe that's just on me, and I and I'm feeling like like a real dummy right now. But but yeah, so I'm just now like I just now got the joke that she is on Shenanigans. Um, but yeah, so she has Tom on. And by the way, when she shows up at Tom's apartment, yikes. I was like, oh, flashback to uh, when <laughs> this show started and none of them had any money. And they lived in these like horrible apartments with like no furniture. And they were just so messy and like dishes all over the place. Tom is not living, not living well. He needs a cleaning woman. He needs uh, a cleaning person, rather. He needs a cleaning person. He needs somebody to like come in put the apartment together because he's an, a grown ass adult and needs to start living like one. Uh, but that was pretty sad. He also has like $20 bills hanging on the refrigerator. I don't know if you guys saw that, but it's like, what is that? Like, is that the money for like, when you're going out, you're like rationing for <laughs> the pizza guy or I don't know what that was, but yeah, he had like 40 bucks or something like hanging up on the refrigerator. <laughs> it's like, that was as far as he got with his decorating. Um, what else? I mean, so then obviously Tom is talking about uh, Raquel and Sheena's kind of trying to like, you know, put the Raquel and Tom situation together, put it out there that maybe they should hook up. So Katie, of course, gets very upset because Sheena was her friend and she feels like this isn't supportive. You're trying to hook up my ex-husband with like five minutes after we are getting divorced with another person in our cast. And that's like not that's not cool and that doesn't feel right. And I'm with her on that. I'm team Katie all the way. I think that is just sort of gross that they, there's a lot of people in LA and Raquel and Tom don't need to find each other through this. Um, so I'm definitely team Katie. And, but I loved that at the, at a Sandoval show, their team, uh, Katie and Sheena, just start getting in an argument where they're both calling each other trolls and then like, go, go back under the bridge that you live in. And like, I mean, they're both, but like, I think Katie called her a troll first. I can't remember. One of them called the other one a troll. And then in response, the other one like clapped back by calling her a troll. And I was like, Ooh, yeah, we're, we're getting real, (laughs) we're getting real creative with our, with our clapbacks in this fight. But I mean, I was here for it, obviously. Um, what else? Raquel is a mess. She is, I thought we were like in her villain era. I think we still are, but God, she just, she doesn't come across as like the brightest bulb and you know, her, well, first of all, that scene where she's like, I'm late to work and she's like clocking in. Then she runs into Lisa and Lisa is like, you're still in love with James. And she like has this like very, this moment of like, I'm going to fake cry now and then my favorite part is that Lisa and Raquel both shared a napkin because they were both fake crying. And so they needed to like fake wipe the tears off of their eyes. 
So they just shared a napkin together to do that. It was like wild. I was like, this is such a fake scene. <laughs> and that's the stuff that like I don't like on Vanderpump where I felt like for the last few years, that's like all the show was. But I think that they were trying to drive the story forward. So I'm not mad at it, but I, I had to appreciate it for what it was, which was, you know, fake crying brought on by like, let's share a, a napkin. And then it was like, okay, get back to work. And then she, they, they parted ways. Um, what else? Oh, and then, you know, Raquel's talking about the Tom Schwartz, like, would they, wouldn't they? She's like, I mean, it wouldn't just be sex if we did hook up. And it's like, well, that's not what Katie wants to hear. She wants to hear her friends say like, no, I'm supporting you because this is your ex-husband and I'm not going to go date him. So she didn't quite get that. And then Lala was like, I'm right or die. Like, you don't do that. You don't like hook up with someone else's boyfriend in the group. And then like two minutes later, it's like, by the way, Raquel, James and I hooked up when you guys first started dating. <laughs> so it was like, oh, okay, sorry, Lala. You're not, you're not really making any like points in this because you just basically went back on everything that you said. So that's that's Vanderpump Rules. Basically, I'm loving the season and I'll be tuning in every week. Um, very excited about it. And then Jersey. Guys, I'm I just am like, I always have loved Jersey. Jersey's always been like one of my favorites, if not my favorite. I even watched the se the season with those those little speaking of trolls, but speaking of those little twins that they tried out for a season. It it, when they they struggled for a couple of years on Jersey, but they are back. I am loving, loving, loving um, this season. I'm loving all the new girls. I'm loving the side players, Jennifer Fessler. I mentioned her last week as she was inhaling the mozzarella, the mozzadel. Um, she she's great. So we pick up at the beginning of this, at the last season or the last episode. We had a to be continued, which, you know, is Bravo's favorite thing to do with housewives. And so we pick up with Teresa and Melissa still sort of fighting at the Mutadel party. And uh, it's very strange because then like Teresa's like they're talking about how Teresa didn't put Melissa in the wedding and then where they're going to sit at tables and all of this stuff. And then Teresa's like, if you want to be in my wedding, like I will put you in my wedding and because Melissa just keeps making a point of like how she should be in the wedding. And Teresa's like, yeah, let's do it. Like you'll be in my wedding. And then, uh, the, then Melissa says, uh, we'll know that she doesn't want to be in the wedding. Like she's fine to not be in the wedding. So it's just like the, the stuff they're doing on social media. Like none of it makes sense. None of it's like, they're saying one thing and then they turn around and say the exact opposite thing. And I think that's like, where they're really starting to show up in a way that like is not working. And so, uh, yeah. So Melissa backtracks says that she doesn't want to be in the wedding now. And I, I mean, these two, they can't, they can't like just get to it. Um, and then, you know, later we end up seeing Teresa with her daughters talking about the whole, the whole Melissa thing. And I guess on Melissa's podcast, they talked about, uh, how Teresa's ex-husband Joe Judice uh, needed them to film, needed Joe and Melissa to film to make money while Teresa was in jail for the Teresa, like I can't remember what they called it, but the special that Bravo did when Teresa was gone. And 
like all I could think is, is I'm like, well, by the way, Bravo put Real Housewives of New Jersey on pause while Teresa was in jail. Like that's the power that she has on this franchise is that they paused new seasons while she was in jail because they were like, we don't have like enough to, we don't have a, we don't have a cast. We don't have like a show. And, you know, so the fact that they're saying like they needed or Joe needed us to film that. And so that was such a favor we did so that he could make money is like, oh, please, you guys needed that money just as much. You guys are so thirsty for the camera time. Of course, you're going to be here filming for this special. Like, they wanted it just as much. So the fact that she's on her podcast talking about how they needed it and that, like, the kids wouldn't have eaten if it weren't for them because they, you know, put money in Joe Judice's pocket based on this. And then, you know, but then Gia confirms in her confessional, which, by the way, she looks gorgeous, um, she confirms that she only saw Melissa and Joe while cameras were up filming that. And she was like, yeah, I, I don't remember like seeing them any other time because they didn't come around. But they're telling the story all over everywhere that they can get like a microphone. They're telling the story of how they were there to like basically raise these kids while Teresa was away. And it's like, that's just not the, that's not the story. And the girls know that too. And, you know, uh, Gabriella who, you know, I loved that Teresa's like, I know you don't like to talk about these things. And she just came across so mature. And I think she's like 17 or younger, maybe even. Um, and she was just like, you know, Melissa's my godmother. And I can't believe she's saying these things because they're just not true. Like, they're simply not true. And so, like, everyone just keeps calling out the Melissa and Joe just saying all of these things and none of them being true. And I don't know, maybe they are like, they've said them so much now that they are believing them, but it's, it's tough. It's tough. And then, um, you know, what, what else happened on the, on this episode? Oh, a couple of quick notes, Frank in the bunny costume. <laughs> it's the only time I, it's like the only Easter bunny now that I'm ever going to need. I just like, don't want to think about the Easter bunny any other way than it, than Frank Catania in, in those bunny ears. Uh, it was, that was amazing. Loved that. Um, the Rachel's miscarriage story I thought was, uh, you know, a really important one for especially new cast members to like tell and get vulnerable and open up. It like really helps us to relate to what they've got going on. And I thought that, you know, her kind of sharing like her story in that and why now she's so connected to the children that she has and, you know, why she potentially like wants another child. And, you know, I think that like it was a, it was, it was a really touching moment in the series. And we need that sometimes as we need some realness, um, especially when there's a lot of toxic stuff going on with the Teresa and Joe stuff. Um, and then Danielle also got vulnerable, talked about her sort of fallout that she has had with her brother over what seems like i mean i don't know maybe there's more to this story and i'm still not fully connecting the dots on the caroline manzo of it all somehow she's like connected but it's like her stepmother or is like married to some I, I don't know exactly how it's connected but i remember Teresa was or whoever introed her i think it was Teresa was like yeah she's you know her stepmother is married to caroline manzo's brother and I'm just like, so does that make Caroline Manzo's brother her dad? But then I guess, I don't know. So I, I'm still not fully figuring out the the family history on that. But 
if you know the family tree, hit me up because I need I need confirmation on this. But her brother, uh, you know, blocked her on Instagram over, you know, or no, she blocked her brother, I guess, on Instagram because he was like making fun of the things she was posting, you know, brother and sister kind of relationship that makes sense. But somehow, like now they've they are in a full fallout. The brother doesn't speak to anyone in the in the family. And like she thinks that the sister-in-law was the problem. You know, Melissa definitely did not like that story, being that she's the sister-in-law causing all the problems in the Teresa and Joe of it all. Um, but yeah, I think I I'm still I think we're there's more to this story that we need to get to because a, a fallout over Instagram leading to like not coming to weddings and not speaking to parents, like that seems like a lot. So something more must be going on there. And I, I'm guessing that we're eventually going to get there, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's sad to see that as well. Um, Jennifer. Oh gosh, her daughter, her kids. I love her kids. I just think that like, they are such stars in the making. And, and of course they are because Jennifer is like so full of personality that like her kids are little mini me's, but I love that she's paying her kids minimum wage to do their chores. Like, I mean, I get, I get that like people get allowances and stuff, but just the fact that we're talking about them getting it as minimum wage and like we're running, we're running a full business, uh, with our chores. I love that. And then, uh, yeah. And then guys night. Oh God. Gorga was coming in hot with that. He was like ready to fight Louie before Louie even got there. And man, when Louie arrived and he, you could just like sense his negative energy the minute that the camera was on him. And he, you know, it's just, I mean, I wasn't even following what he was saying. He wasn't listening to Louis. He All he wanted to do was fight. Like, he was ready to fight because, you know, they didn't invite Melissa's family to the wedding. And also, by the way, Melissa's family are the ones that have, like, gone out on social media and in the press and, like, told these horrible stories about Louis and horrible stories about Teresa. And, you know, so why would they get invited? Like, they clearly aren't supportive of this relationship and you know that i i didn't understand why we were so upset and coming in so hot about that so it's it it was a lot and then marge's husband you know he's over there fanning the flames you know trying to say like that this is wrong of louis and teresa and at the end of the day louis like look this is my soon to be wife. This is your sister. You have beef with her. Have a conversation with her. Don't tell everyone else. And then come at me pounding your fists on the table in a public place, yelling at me, calling me a pussy and all these other things that he was calling him. I mean, it was, he was a barbarian. He was like, and he, by the way, has no legs to stand on because I think he, he like honestly is going into the season thinking that everybody is defending him on social media and everyone's team Joe. And so it's like giving him this, uh, this sense of self-confidence that like, actually I don't think anyone is truly following him. And I don't think we're, we're there's very few people that are team Joe. Um, and so he needs to cool it. Uh, Cause I think that he looks like a clown. And so I, I couldn't believe that scene and how it went down. But then I was like disappointed because it was like, they're yelling at each other. And then all of a sudden it's like the episode's over 
and we never saw like what you know they're they're trying to haze the new husbands with with all the shots and usually we get like some fun drunken you know content of these husbands like at least having some fun and i'm just like did did it get so heated that like producers were like cameras down you guys go home like this we're not filming any more of this because they didn't they didn't we didn't get any kind of like resolution or end to that night like what ended up happening they were screaming at each other and then what and we got nothing so um and then the episode ended and we've got our scenes for next week and you know all the women are going to talk about guys night but i wanted to see like more of what actually ended up happening when these guys were together rather than just joe gorga screaming and pounding his chest and and you know blowing his foghorn or whatever the hell he was doing um so that's jersey loving it um real housewives in miami another you know i I love the cast i think like last week it got really dark at the end adriana calling um her foot someone falling on her foot and potentially spraining it kind of like comparing it to alexia's uh son's accident and you know as we as predicted that blew up into a horrible argument um I was really confused what Julia was doing with the with the ice. She like at one point tried to like pour ice on Marisol. I think she thought like I'm going to have a real housewives moment and I'm going to like pour this on her head. But Kiki stepped in and then she was like I don't know, I was I couldn't follow it. I was like Julia, what are you doing here? But anyways, it it didn't it didn't land. But man, it just got so dark, and Adriana was so unwilling to go. Like, okay, whoops, I shouldn't have said that because that isn't the right thing to say. Like, what? Like, take the accident, the severity of the accident out of it. Like, probably shouldn't have like compared it to anything going on personally with Alexia's child in general. Like, I feel like in Housewives, there's an unspoken rule of like children being off the table, and so like just don't bring it up at all. And, you know, so we we saw that sort of play out. All of the women sort of really became divided. And then the rest of the trip, they were just so divided that it was like kind of almost uncomfortable to watch because I hated that at the 50th birthday party for Julia or the dinner, um, well, I guess it was also Kiki's birthday. It was confusing, but they ended up like sitting so far apart in the restaurants and the way that like the girls walked by the other table and just sort of like blew them off it all felt so childish. And so like, it was just like, this isn't what we want. Like if you guys are going to film, like show up and sit at the same table and like, give us content. Don't sit at two different tables. And then, you know, Gertie and uh, Dr. Nicole are going like back and forth at all the, uh, the tables all night. And, uh, you know, it just, it was like sad and it was too much. And, you know, Adriana, she did sort of like instantly, come to she had a moment where you know in her confessional she was crying and she was you know admitting like in the heat of the moment i compared it to this and i shouldn't have and i think i truly think that she is feeling remorseful about that and it's unfortunate like that she said it because like i said last week like unforgivable and i would definitely be team alexia on it but but i also like feel like there's so much history between these women that it's like i would love to see them be a little more forgiving of each other and at least listen to each other. And, um, you know, I've said this a little bit, this on a couple of episodes now, and I'm starting to really feel it that I think Alexia is getting a little too big for her britches in that she really feels like she's like, you know, the, the lead cast member. 
And it's it's giving me like Jax Taylor vibes on Vanderpump when he was like, I'm the lead guy. Like, I feel like she thinks she is untouchable, that everyone like bows down to her. And she's kind of like becoming my least favorite to watch. So I, I hope that she like reels that in and is like willing to have some fun and willing to not like try to make everything like a a they versus them uh whatever she's doing because it was it would just felt mean girls it felt wrong i didn't like it i didn't i didn't enjoy watching that dinner play out um, i did enjoy that we kept talking about how adriana's foot was broken into a million pieces and she had to be uh carried around in a wheel or pushed around in a wheelchair for the whole episode and then at the end she's just standing on it and dancing um to celebrate julia's birthday it's like she forgot that it was hurting so um that's but that's like classic housewives behavior and so i i loved that i love to see that come come to life um but yeah and then of course they get back and and then adriana has her uh music video premiere party which i mean the visit the video was it was a housewives video let's just put it that way um but the song's pretty good and um and the girls that came to the to the party they all looked so good. I was like, wow, these women are, they're beautiful women. I love Gertie and Dr. Nicole. And I mean, I thought Adriana looked like breathtaking and Julia like turned up. I thought like everyone looked really great. So, um, loved that. Um, and yeah, I, I thought it was a, another good episode for Miami. I think we're dwindling down. I think we're getting close to the end on Miami because, um, because we're getting ready to to launch into season three of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, which leads me to that. This is a great segue. Might as well ta- take it. The season three trailer dropped. And, oh, God, have you guys seen it? I, I mean, okay, so off the heels of a lot of drama going on with Brandy and Caroline at the filming of season four. It's like, you know, a lot of people want to know what happened, what went down in Morocco, Alex McCord and her, you know, ugly Herman Munster shoes. Like we, we all want to know, but, but, and like, I also was like, where's the season three trailer? When are we getting season three? And there was rumors that we weren't going to get season three until the summer. Um, But we do, we finally got it. Uh, it's coming out in March, so we're just weeks away, which is why I think we're wrapping Miami because and Potomac obviously is coming to an end. And so these women that were on the cast, we're now going to see sort of like the, the continuation of what's happening. Um, but the, I thought that the trailer looked good. I was like fully here for it. The girls in Thailand, I... I thought like they all looked great. The cast photo is like one of my favorite housewives cast photos I've ever seen. Like it's so beautiful and colorful and it looks really good. Um, And it's so funny because when I first heard the cast uh, announced now, granted this is like before most of these, uh, most of these seasons aired. uh, But I was like, Oh, they're doing uh, like a best friends edition. Like, you know, season two was the ex wives club. uh, So all housewives that used to be housewives that are no longer, um, and so I was like, oh, this one must be best friends. And so I thought it was weird that Giselle wasn't with Robin, but I was like, oh, maybe Candace and Giselle are going to like, you know, buddy up this season and we're going to see them because it was Candace, Giselle, Portia, Leah, 
uh, Heather and Whitney, who obviously were bad weather, like they best friends, and Marisol and Alexia, best friends. So I was like, oh yeah, this is like a best friends like version of the show. And that's what I thought was going to play out. Well, the trailer told a different story and um, clearly I was wrong. Um, so obviously we know that Candace and Giselle are not in a good place. Um, so that's going to, we're going to see that continue to play out in Thailand. Uh, we saw Portia and Leah is a fight I never knew I needed to watch. Um, and so I, I can't wait to see what's going on with them. Um, and then as we know in Salt Lake City, Heather and Whitney are not in a good place. They had a complete falling out over this last season. So they go to Thailand in a bad place. So we're going to see the continuation of that happening. And then best BFFs, Marisol and Alexia, who on this week's episode of Miami were like, you know, ride or die. They they were the two mean girls. Like nothing could ever penetrate that friendship. Um, looks like they're having a little uh, a little problem on a, on a, a and of all places to have one, a Sprinter van. So, guys, that alone, I can't wait to see what happens there. Um, also, their, uh, their, what's the, like, house manager? Every episode, there's always a house manager. Uh, this this season is going to be Pepsi is his name. He, he, it's, well, he's bringing me the joy of Pepsi is what he's bringing me because he looks messy. He is like calling the women fake. He, I mean, he like had some screen time in that trailer that I was like, oh, Pepsi is like coming in for the crown of like most drama this season. So excited to see that play out. Um, and yeah, we're, we're weeks away from the premiere of that on Peacock. And then last episode two of a three part. Real Housewives of Potomac reunion. Uh, we pick up from last week where Candace um, talks about Giselle's dwindling uterus uh, and that rather than sharing her real drama and the things that were going on with her body and her health issues, she was too busy waiting for cameras to turn on so that she could then uh, you know, try to create drama with Candace's husband and and other folks. And, and so she was, so that fight was like very, uh, very on when the episode started. Um, you know, I think, well, and then of course, Robin gets to say that everything that we do should be on camera. She's like trying to really come for, uh, for the ladies in a way that's like, you know, you, you got to put everything out on camera. And then, uh, the producers who are really coming for Robin, I can tell that they're like, they're pissed. They're pissed about all this stuff. And you can just see it in the edit that she's getting, even with the, the scene that we didn't need to see of her, you know, running off the stage because she had to change her tampon like that. We didn't need to know that that was TMI. And the fact that the producers put that in, I'm like, yeah, they are giving Robin a bad edit. Um, but yeah, she's, she says everything we do needs to be on camera. And then they cut to a two weeks later on watch what happens live. Robin saying like, well, not everything that we do like needs to be on camera. And like some things happen off camera that we don't need to talk about it. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was shady. Um, but also accurate. So she needed to be called out and she was, um, so that was, that was kind of what was going on, on, the beginning of the couch there. Uh, oh, and then we got, uh, we did get a little bit about Giselle and kind of what's going on with her. She's dating Jason from Winter House. 
she said, sa- it sounds like it's pretty serious. I, I saw one photo of them. I thought they just had like a, a crazy night, but it sounds like they're like in a full blown relationship, which good for her. Um, you know, Robin was really coming for her with that age difference, calculating that 16 years, like she just pulled it right out of her purse. Um, but yeah, she, um, she seems happy. And, you know, uh, you know, Andy did say like, if, if you're continuing to date Jason, are you going to, are you going to bring him on next season? Uh, because you know, Giselle's been called out that like, she doesn't put a lot of her real life on camera. And, you know, when she's dating guys, like we don't hear about it. She's, you know, very unwilling to sort of go there in a real like personal way. And she leaves a lot of stuff off. And so it feels like a little artificial at times, even though she's our queen, she like, you know, always delivers in the group scenes and with the group drama that's going on, she's delivering, but she doesn't, she doesn't give a lot of her own sort of self. Um, and that was, you know, even when Andy's talking about the surgery that she had, she, you know, even at that point, she was like starting to get emotional thinking about what her what her daughters went through while she was in that surgery. And she says to Andy, like, well, we'll just talk about it later. And his instant response is, no, we'll talk about it now. And, you know, that's, I think, where Bravo, I think Andy was speaking for all of us, the viewers, and for the producers at Bravo that are like, Giselle, you got to start talking. You got to share your real life because people are craving that and they need it. Otherwise, you're out. And so I, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think that there, I don't think she's going to go anywhere because she is sort of one of our queens. Um, but she's definitely like, she, she needs to start like bringing more. Um, and then I love Candace, like the whole time they're talking to Giselle, Candace is like yawning, checking her watch. Candace's faces, I could just watch like a full hour of her reaction shots. Like, you know, I feel like what we need on these reunions is we need one shot of all the women as they're talking. And then we need one box in the corner that's just Candace's face the whole time of how she's responding to everything being said. Because every time they cut to her face, it's it's giving life in so many ways. I I love her, and I just I want to see more of her. And I and quite frankly, she needed to be sitting next to Andy because she is truly the queen of Potomac. She is the reason to tune in. She is the she's the grand dame. Okay, and Karen, where was she? Did she fall asleep in this episode? Never. I don't remember even hearing Karen speak. Like a couple times I heard like her yap up something, but she was like sitting back in the couch, like very, like you're sitting next to Andy, like bring something. She w- she brought nothing this this episode. Um, I know that Sharice is on next, the next episode. They really like are packing a lot into this third part. We have Sharice coming on. I think we have the continuation of Jacqueline. Uh, we have the husbands coming on and we get the lost or the unseen footage from Robin and Andy's one-on-one interview. So I'm, I'm feeling like we have a lot to still cover in that third episode that we maybe needed to like push some of that into this episode. Um, but other shocking revelations, we, uh, Mia calls out that Wendy has slept with Peter Thomas, of course, Peter from uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, at one point married to Cynthia Bailey. Um, that was like tossed out there, but then I think we sort of skated by it. I mean, Andy seemed shocked by the by the revelation, but you know, it didn't really go anywhere. We sort of like said it. Uh, Wendy denied it, and then they moved on from it, and then um, they brought out Jacqueline, Mia's best friend well, former best friend. 
and these two from the go they it was on and then they both ended up pulling out their like pandora's boxes you know of course mia's was bedazzled to all hell and she's pulling out receipts and oh are we gonna go there are we gonna go there everyone's going everywhere the other women are like losing their minds because they're like this is out of control what are we even talking about so i think we're gonna i think we're gonna get more sort of what these women actually have on each other next week but I'm also worried that like, it sounds like we're probably not going to see much of Jacqueline again. Cause I don't think she's obviously going to be Mia's friend after this. So I think we're, I think we're done with, uh, with Jacqueline. Um, but yeah, it was, it was another wild episode. Oh, and then, um, you know, they did this sort of segment in the middle of the episode on colorism, which has been an issue that the, has come up on the show many times, which is, you know, how there's a, a different treatment of the light skinned girls and the darker skinned girls. And, you know, I, and I actually, what I really appreciated was that Andy said, I'm not equipped to have this conversation and to uh, moderate this conversation. So the women have agreed that they're going to have this conversation alone. And, um, you know, and I thought, and I kind of feel the same way. Like I don't have a lot to speak on. I don't want to share my thoughts on it. Cause I don't, I've never gone, I don't obviously can't go through any of that. Um, and but I know that it's such a hot topic. I know it comes up a lot about like how certain folks are are deemed as more aggressive than some of the other women and and why that might be. And so I actually thought it was like a very important segment and I thought it was handled really well. And I have to say, my queen, Candace, she really led that conversation in a way that I thought it like all of it made sense. I felt that it was like very easy to digest. She didn't, I didn't think it went too far. Um, you know, it, it didn't turn into like a battle of these women. And I thought, you know, even just Ashley sort of acknowledging the way that Candace was feeling and Candace like getting emotional over that, I felt like there was progress made. And it was like this kind of like beautiful moment, especially given like how toxic things can get on the, those couches. I thought it was a nice moment to sort of bring the women back together. And I think Candace sort of led that conversation and really should be applauded for it. So, um, and I think that that's, I think that's our shows guys. I think that, um, that covers everything going on in Bravo this week. Of course, like I said, we have, uh, another special interview, uh, coming this Thursday. So be, uh, make sure you subscribe, uh, to the gist so that you don't miss that, uh, that very fun interview that we're going to be doing and, um, yeah, continue to come back because we'll keep covering all the Bravo stuff. Make sure you see the real housewives ultimate girl trip uh trailer if you haven't already uh because it is something that you should be preparing for because it's going to be great and um and yeah and i'll uh talk to you all on thursday again and thanks so much for tuning in it's chris vetrano i hope you all have a fantastic week bye <laughs>